Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases. We just react honestly to what we hear. The format is as follows. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice, and we usually get through between five and seven of them. Um, We just kind of discourse about what we hear. Sometimes we like stuff. Sometimes we don't like stuff. Sometimes we don't care about stuff. But ultimately, the goal is to just uh, keep you connected with what's going on, let you know that there's always cool new shit happening, um, and uh, hopefully encourage you to go out and engage with it buy buy releases go see bands when that becomes a possibility again we like punk and hardcore a lot so we talk about it uh anything that we say on here is not to be taken with uh too much seriousness beyond that that's uh that's really all there is to the show nate do you have anything to address this week no there's not much going on i think that uh we've run out of past stories to tell and the routine of week to week goes on and i don't know we don't get to do a lot anymore you know yeah, that's true for sure. I mean, like I was really feeling it this week when I was like, God, you know, God damn it. I, I, I really, really want to go to a show. I want to play a show. Mm-hmm. I want to like go out and do shit, but everybody does. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. I'm not a fucking idiot, so I'm still not <laughs> doing shit. Yeah, no, I would, uh, I would love to go out and, and see bands, uh, again and as soon as that becomes like a reasonable safe possibility to do so i am going to jump on that opportunity yeah i don't even i'm not even sure i care what bands no no for sure there's like a there's like a meme there's like a few meme formats going around that basically are like i don't care if it's blah 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 show as soon as this is done i'm going to it god damn it the memes beat me to it yeah the memes beat you to it for sure but yeah no at at this point i would i would go see just about any live music you know there is some joint in town that's still doing shows yeah yeah there's a handful of places i mean technically like the the way that it's been framed by by like the powers that be is that gatherings are chill now as long as like they're not over a certain amount we're all wearing masks and everyone is still six feet away so i don't know i think i think i think it's in Indiana, there's no limit because we're in stage five, despite the fact that we have the highest spikes of coronavirus infections we've had since the beginning. Hell yeah. Um, that uh, stage five is uh, mask. The mask is still mandated, but there's literally no other restriction. All right. Hell yeah. It's time to party then. So pack them in. Yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> Get pack <going>. them in. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like sardines. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. So, and like, <laughs> I don't know. Who the hell would even be playing shows? Uh, local bands, mostly. Yeah, like, I'm not going to show up to see some fucking local doofuses and, like, uh, you know, hmm, I'm, I'm relatively healthy. I'm probably not going to fucking die if I get the virus, but I don't want to be a fucking idiot. And, uh, you know, it's all the it's all the other stuff that keeps me down. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I ain't worried about fucking dying about it. I mean, probably wouldn't, and it would suck if I did. But as far as I know, I think I'd be in an induced coma on a ventilator if I did, so... I wouldn't even fucking know who gives a shit, right? <laughs> yeah, right. But like, you know, at my age, I'd rather not have to live the rest of my life with like chronic lung issues or, you know, debilitating chronic cardiovascular issues. And so, sure. and not only that, not only that, but I was thinking about this just earlier today. I'm not going to let them fucking win, right? Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do the, the naysayers and the dullards and the fucking, 
the, 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 the folks that have been complaining about having to be responsible from the very beginning win the fucking day and force us all to be irresponsible. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fair, right? I guess. Yeah, I'm not, sure. not going to let them fucking beat me because no one ever fucking beats me. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good attitude. That's a positive attitude. That is that is a positive attitude. Here's something else I saw. So I haven't been doing a lot. You know, always it's just, well, how's your work day? Oh, work sucked. Oh, who gives a fuck? You know, sure. I don't I don't do shit at home. Um, I go fishing a lot as is well documented on this show. Now, I think that we should probably just switch to record me while I'm fishing, right? In yeah. the field recording while I'm fishing. Yeah. Um, but you know, one of my favorite things is the, uh, the, um, back windshield memorial on the people <laughs> put on their cars, right? Oh, oh yeah, baby. Yes. It's one of my favorite things, right? Because whenever you see one of those back windshield memorials, you know that the person driving that car is a shit, right? Yeah, for sure. That it doesn't care. I don't care what walk of life you come from. That is one of the most I would rather be forgotten than be memorialized in that way. It's one of the most ignominious ways for anybody to fucking announce that you announce your existence and your death is to just put some shitty sticker on the back of their whip, right? Yeah, as you've said before, a fate worse than death. Yeah, it is a fate worse than death. It's 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 the it's the it's it's the mockery that your memory has to endure as your fucking <laughs> as like you know your fucking you know, name along with like your favorite thing, we'll say a D20 or a fish is plastered on the back of somebody's fucking 2003 Grand Am, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I saw one the other day in a certain section of town where it would make sense, right? Mm -hmm. Beat up fucking like Dodge Caravan, like late 90s maroon Dodge Caravan, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, trashed, right? Yeah. You could even see the garbage in the inside of the vehicle from the outside of the vehicle, right? Okay. On the back, it said, in loving memory, Deborah Ryan so-and-so, right? I know her last name, but I don't want to fucking, you know, get on her on the internet. Sure. Deborah Ryan so-and-so, 1957 to, and then this is a nice little trick, forever. <laughs> oh, nice. Right. Then what, then what, yeah. what, 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 she's immortal. What do you, what's the big deal? Right. right? Why, even, why, why even mourn, right? She's still here, right? Yeah. <laughs> Go hang out with her, right? <laughs> So it said, Deborah Ryan, what, you know, in loving memory as, as like the banner over top. And then the rock mm -hmm. underneath said, you know, Deborah Ryan, so-and-so 1957 to forever. And you know how like, it'll have like a picture of like, you know, if it's like a NASCAR fan, it's a number three, right. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, some shit like that or an angel's wings with a halo or something like that. Yeah. I swear to fucking God, dude, I swear to God, the image that was, on the sticker was a fucking like Seven Eleven big gulp or McDonald's like supersized fucking Coke cup. <laughs> I swear to God, it Dude, had a straw so sticking good. out of the top, and it was like the cup with the big wide top, and then it truncates down to like the it narrows down to like the small one so you can fit it in the cup holder. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It was like a fucking seven, <laughs> and it even had some sort of logo like a Speedway logo or something. I was trying very hard. I was pulling a truck with a trailer and we were sitting at like an intersection and this dude was turning left and I was turning right. So I kept trying to ooch up and ooch up and ooch up and get as close as I could to him with that trailer so I could lean out and take a picture of the fucking thing. And he saw me and like, you know, fucking gave me the finger and like drove away. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's so fucking sick. What a thing to be remembered for your love of, of fountain drinks. So now like it kind of makes me want to go hunting for it. 
Oh, yeah, no where shit. It yeah. was coming out of a neighborhood that like is in a quarter of town where it's like if if you're back there, you're back there with regularity, right? Because no one just happens to go back there. For sure. Um, it was over in River Haven. Oh um, yeah, Jesus. Well, that's a that is a fitting place for that to be. Right, which means nothing to our listeners, but you know, if 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 Fort Wayne is um if Fort, if Fort Wayne is uh uh I don't know, the gutter mm-hmm. and New Haven is is a is a filthy a filthy trash bag in right. said gutter, right? Uh, yes. Uh River Haven is the uh River Haven is the little town of maggots in the bottom of the trash bag <laughs> laying in the gutter. Yeah, that's that's correct. Right? Yeah. And so I I, I was like, oh, so I think that like when I am on that side of town, I'm just going to take a a quick swing through that section, that little neighborhood and see if I can see that uh, maroon Dodge Caravan again. God, I, I sure hope so. I would I, love to see a I, fucking I, image of that. I was laughing so fucking hard. He looked right at me as I'm fucking laughing and holding the <laughs> phone out the window. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I would fucking kill to see some shit like that in the wild. Yeah. So, you know what? Fuck you, Deborah Ryan so-and-so. Apparently, you know, apparently all you're worth is a fucking sticker on the back of a beat-up shitty vehicle. And then your favorite thing in the world was a, a 64-ounce McDonald's supersized Coke. That's probably what fucking killed her, man. Probably. That's what that's what took her out. We I used to have, I don't think I've talked about him on the show before. You're very familiar with him, but when myself and our friend Josh used to work at our other friend Brandon's family's uh, uh, machine shop, our uh, our boss, so to speak, the guy who ran the side of the machine shop that we worked on was a toothless guy, um, not a tooth in his head, who refused to drink water. He only drank Mountain Dew, and he had little little uh cases of that mio like water flavoring stuff all over the, like hidden and stashed all over the workshop and he would put it in his mountain dew and refer to it as his vitamins <laughs> so he would flavor his mountain dew yes he would flavor his mountain dew for with, with mio yes yes correct I, uh, <laughs> that's pretty funny well i'm drinking a big glass of water right now as right? am i yes uh, i am presently doing the same as Henry David Thoreau said, water is the only drink for a wise man. So that's what I'm <laughs> drinking. There you go. All right. Well, if that's uh, if that's all we got this week, uh, old Deborah Ryan. I think Deborah that's Ryan. it, man. I haven't fucking I haven't hung out with anybody, right? Yeah. No. I ain't. Um. So literally, my friendships are evaporating. Right. Your friends, you 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 maintain friendships through shared experiences and memories and things like that. And uh, I have not uh, I have not tried to maintain those relationships whatsoever. <laughs> well, we still play D and D every week. That's true, I guess. But like, that's just me belittling you guys for a couple hours. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I gotta say the thing that I was really missing the other day was I was just thinking about how badly I just want to go play pinball for like oh. three hours. Oh dude. I, and yeah, it doesn't, it's who gives a shit on the podcast, but, um, there's big news regarding that. I'll talk to you about it afterward. Oh, okay. Is it good or bad news? Oh, no, it's good. Oh, hell yeah. Fuck. I'm, I'm, I am ecstatic to hear that then. I need some good pinball news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. We want to jump into music then? Sure. Why not? Okay. Our lives are so eventless that the most we can do is try to make banter over the sad uh, mornings that uh, some poor guy can give his mom on, you know, like (laughs) it's the best he could do right here. I am making fun of some guy. It's the best he could do. He can't even, he can't even afford a minivan that's newer than 25 years old. (laughs) 
how else am I expecting him to memorialize his mother? Maybe with a little dignity, I guess. Uh, listen, <laughs> dignity in a late nineties caravan are, you know, mutually exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably true. All right. So the, uh, the cue for this week, first up, we have got the band gen pop. This was submitted by Elliot Miller, who I believe is uh, maybe a newer listener to the show. It seemed like his email seemed to indicate that. Um, he uh, he thanked us for making his work days at the office a little bit more tolerable. So, Elliot, you're welcome. Gen Pop is a band from Olympia, Washington that uh, I don't know anything about. I feel like I've, I feel like I've, so I'm looking at the the release two that came out a couple years ago, and I definitely recognize that cover. So I'm almost wondering if this like, found its way uh into my life at some point and i maybe i checked it out and just forgot about it i have a gen pop seven inch Um, okay yeah i have i have gen pop two okay um but i cannot remember what it sounds like yeah no this is this is a band whose whose name is super familiar to me and i feel like i've definitely listened to before but uh but for whatever reason i just don't i don't remember shit about it so i had to have purchased it you know within the past couple years so i must have liked it so i'm gonna say that we'll probably like this but honestly i i i'm at a i'm drawing a blank right now yeah uh, then next up, we have a, a band who we've had on the show a couple times before, Prime, Killing the Community. I actually, I can't remember if we debuted a song off of this when it came out. I feel like we may have. Um, uh, maybe. Uh, I know that we talked about it. Uh, Naraya from the band sent it over and uh, suggested a couple songs that we might check out of, off of this. Um, I've listened to this before. I did a write-up for it when it came out, and it's uh, pretty good. Definitely an improvement over the demo. Um, also, I don't know if I ever confirmed this on the uh, on the podcast before, but Nate, you had mentioned uh, catching catching a, uh, p- a semi truck with Prime on the side, and it was the logo that the band used. Yep. Um, indeed, Naraya confirmed. I texted him a while back, and he confirmed that uh, indeed they just took the name and the logo directly from the trucking. Yeah, company. They had to, and I see those. I see that trucking company everywhere now. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a good logo. I like it. Um, then next up, we have a return from last week, uh, whose name I still can't pronounce, Dawfot. Uh, they are a band from Oslo, Norway. This was sent in by the band John, or by John from the band The Path. Um, it looked cool, so uh, we threw it back in the queue, and hopefully we land on it tonight. Then next up, we have Soothing with their five-song wave. This actually isn't out yet. It comes out uh, at the beginning of November. Nick sent this over to me. He sent over a track from it, Used X, the first song off of this. So if we land on it, I'll email it over to you so you can listen to it. But uh, yeah, if you guys, if, if we do if we do hear it, uh, if we do land on it tonight, this will be a listener's, our listeners' little sneak peek into an upcoming release. Yeah. Um, we're getting the we're getting the scoop on the good shit. That's the that's the privilege of being, uh, you know, prevalent hardcore podcasters. <laughs> yeah, for whatever that's worth. <laughs> Indeed, the uh, incredible fringe benefits. Yeah. Um, then next up, we have got Third Face with Grasping at the Root. This is a band from Nashville, Tennessee. This was sent in by Ryan from the band Offhand, who we played on the show last week. Um, he said that he more or less expected our response, and there's uh, no hard feelings about us not necessarily fucking with the band too hard so uh yo appreciate appreciate you taking it in stride and sending some more stuff our way for sure he said he said that we might enjoy this um i don't know it doesn't look that cool so <laughs> we'll see about that um, i don't know it didn't look too bad it doesn't it, look they too, look it, they look friendly as hell they do look friendly as hell but i don't know if that necessarily ingratiates them to me in terms of like being something that i'm interested in listening to well i'll say that they look friendly as hell and they look 
they look uh, invitingly fashionable, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose right? so. They yeah. don't they don't look off putting. They they're they're looking just shitty enough that you can tell they well, we'll talk about it if we land on, but they're they're putting just enough effort into their look to look just enough like shit to let you know that they're fun and wacky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um, then next up, we have the shifters with left bereft. This was sent in by Ryan Donahoe, the ever reliable Ryan Donahoe. He said, this is a band from Melbourne, Australia, and they certainly sound like it. Uh, kind of similar to other catchy stuff out of the area, like the chats, he said. So yeah, I, uh, I've been seeing this on some of the YouTube hotspots. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet though. Yeah. This, uh, this came out on September 11th, so we'll never forget about it. Then next up we have Moroi. I don't know how to fucking pronounce this. Um, it is the release of Spiritual Madness. This is the new project from uh, by Anthony from Gel, whose his last name is now from Gel. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I believe, a solo thing uh, described as vampire punk. I don't know if that. I don't know if he's like uh, trying to invoke you know ink and dagger with this or what. The artwork is cool. The artwork um, looks like the same person that did the uh, some of that gel artwork, that little girl with like the haunted masks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's by uh, it's by Kane Cox. Um, I definitely recognize their artwork. I feel like yeah, they did do some gel stuff, um, but I think that they've done some other shit too. Like I think maybe maybe they did. Um, fuck, it's escaping me right now, but I'll look it up. Uh, then next up we have Frog Catcher with premeditated drowning. Interesting name for a band. Um, this was sent in by Casey King, who I guess is a member of the band, and this just came out on October 15th. I, I have no idea what this is. It looks like this is maybe their first release, and it's just two songs. Then next up, we have got Moon Pussy with their self-titled release. This is a band from Denver, Colorado. It was sent over by Amos Helvey. Um, Amos sent over a bunch of stuff, so I just picked one of the things that uh, that he sent over this week. Um, I think he described this as sort of like AMREP-esque noise rock stuff. Okay. And then last up, we have a return from last week, uh, Shackles with Hatred's Reservoir. This is a band from Byron Bay, Australia. It was sent in by Niall from Australia, uh, described it as D-beat with some death metal influence. And that is everything we got in the queue this week, so uh, let's roll the dice. Alrighty, let me get the D10 here. Okay. You would think I have it in hand, but I don't. There you go, three. Okay, wow, look at that. The dice the dice really favored us. So uh, I was hoping we'd get to this. It is Dawfood uh, with 1000 Island. This is the band from Oslo, Norway, whose name I can't actually pronounce. This looks like, uh, looks like an LP, uh, and it did come out on 12-inch. It just came out on September 11th as well. Wow, a couple a couple foreign releases on September 11th. Obviously, they don't know that in order to honor the fallen soldiers, uh, the fallen citizens and first responders, that uh, you're, you're not supposed to release punk music on September 11th. That's a day for remembrance. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, we, got, we got a lot of songs on here to choose from. Let's see if they have anything. They have the first song queued up. Um, it's uh the song lengths are kind of all over on this record some upwards of like three minutes some all the way down to 44 seconds this one is a minute and 20 seconds so um kind of on the shorter end but there's quite a few that that clock in very yeah, short so we'll check in and see and if we get a, if we get a vibe that this isn't uh a standalone track we can go on yeah yeah for sure so we're gonna listen to and i you know don't don't hold me to any of these pronunciations because i don't speak the fucking language uh we're gonna listen to the song fail by dawfoot off of 1000 island Get out of the 
We just heard the song Fail by the band Dawfoot off of their release Thousand Island. Nate, what'd you think about it? Uh, that was interesting. Um, I didn't hate that and it kind of grew in me. I liked I liked the vocals a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the music was the music was almost sounded like I don't know, something that might have been on like a lookout in the nineties or something like that. Right. Yeah, it was weird. It occupied a really strange middle ground between a lot of different styles. Yeah, I was thinking like 90s Lookout or maybe even like a little bit of Rev Rec- Revolution in there or something. Um, Revelation. Revelation, pardon me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then the vocals like <laughs> were kind of juxtaposed against that in, in uh, uh, I would say, uh, a fairly harsh contrast. Yeah. Um, which for me, I think was what sort of caught my attention i don't the music didn't really stand out to me it was poppy it was upbeat and um it had just enough of an edge to it that i would consider it hardcore i guess sure. albeit maybe my top you know melodic hardcore mm-hmm. but then the vocals on top of that are what really kind of drew me in i'll yeah. probably listen to the rest of that i want to like it more than i do yeah yeah um, for sure so i want to like it more than i do um so i'll probably i'm gonna listen to the rest of that and see what i think mm-hmm. um but nevertheless, I mean, it was was fairly fun. I mean, it wasn't a bad track, so I'll give that uh, I'll give that a solid B minus. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it 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 was like a strange. It definitely occupied this strange amorphous middle ground where it had like fingers on a lot of different pies sonically. Um, I think that you're you're correct in saying like maybe some some like late '90s, uh, you know, some some portions of like the late '90s Rev catalog for sure. Um, there are some melodic elements on there. Uh, Lookout Records is not a bad reference point. There were also elements of like mid to late 90s euro hardcore for sure um uh-huh. i mean you know not even just saying this because this is out of oslo but um th- there were elements of like mid era refused like before they got to shape of punk to come um like maybe like songs to flan- fan the flames of discontent era refused and like the melodic sensibilities on this um you know it was uh it was pretty frenetic i mean it was fast it was high energy um, I think I feel similarly to how you do about it is like conceptually, I enjoy what they're doing in the sense that it's kind of all over the place, but it somehow still kind of works. Um, 
I wasn't super sucked into it, but enough so that, yeah, I do want to check out the rest of this and kind of see what it's about. And, uh, I, I gotta say, I still love the artwork for this. I think the art is like genuinely fucking great. Yeah. I really like it too. I, I, I just like the really limited palette blue on white mm-hmm. and, uh, sort of the abstract nature of it. Yeah. 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 For sure. So yeah, the artwork is good. I mean, the fucking, the aesthetic is, is mega dialed in. Um, like, and it looks like they maybe have had the same artists on, on all of their releases, or at least the last few that I'm seeing. And they're all really solid. Um, so yeah, props to you guys for, uh, for at least like having a, a consistent vision from release to release. That's uh, more effort than many bands put in. Um, and the recording sounded good too. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how this sounded. So yeah, all in all, I think I think a B minus is a fair a fair rating for this. Uh, good enough to have me interested in the rest of the release for sure. Yeah, it's good enough for me to go check back check back into when we're done. Yeah, definitely. All right, well let's uh, let's roll the dice. Uh, three again. Okay, this is uh, this is soothing. So you uh, you humble listener cannot hear this song anywhere except for our show. But if you want to pre-order the uh, pre-order the lathe that we're about to listen to a song from, you can go to bandofsoothing.bandcamp.com, and they have the uh, last two song uh, release on there available for streaming right now too. What do you? I, do you I like that? this. I like this move. Pre-order Don't. it, but you can't listen to a single track on it. <laughs> Dude, that's a that's a that's a classic. That's a classic Nick Fit uh, style style move for sure. I'm telling it, it. It it's it's kind. It's like. It's uh, it's a big swing because you know we're like, yeah, you know, you know about us. We're soothing, right? Just yeah. trust, <laughs> trust, trust our word, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I love it. That's like I said, knowing Nick Fit, that's a very Nick Fit move. And it looks like uh, it looks like the artwork was done uh, by Ross from uh, from Ceremony too. Um, got some got some abstract art going on here. Yeah, what do you uh, think that is? Um, it kind of looks like a. Uh, a cow's udder. It does look like a cow's udder, doesn't it? Yeah. I was going to say it looks like, um, like maybe, uh, I don't know, a clown's face. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, totally. Or, or even like, uh, it almost has like a, it could be like a monkey face too. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so the song that we're going to hear off of this is the first song. It is called Used X, and it's off of the upcoming Soothing Lathe Five Songs.
All right, we just heard the song Used X, which is the first song off the upcoming five-song lathe cut by the band Soothing. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Well, I mean, apparently you can trust Soothing on their word because that was pretty good. Yes. I actually wish that song were longer. I felt like it was a little too um, minimal in what it was offering. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's pretty good. You want to leave people hungry for more instead of wearing us out and begging you to stop. Um, so good call. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. It's exactly what I expected, right? I mean, For it's, sure. um, I, so when I ordered the, um, two song lathe, it came with a note that said, I'm perfectly fine with being a, a raspberry bulbs clone. Um, <laughs> there you go. So, you know, yeah, I mean, sure. That's exactly what it is. And I like raspberry bulbs and there's not enough, there's not as many people doing it that I get tired of what they're doing. Right. Um, so, and this is a very, very good example of, I guess the form, if you want to call it that, that, uh, that they sort of like, uh, that they play, that they, they, the waters that they swim in. So this is a very good example of, um, you know, something very similar that I really like. Um, so yeah, I got no complaints about this whatsoever. No, it was great. Uh, the, uh, the simplicity and, uh, sort of bare bones approach of classic black metal blended with, uh, some of the sonic sensibilities of hardcore when, uh, that formula is executed well, it's one that is hard to go wrong with. And as I mentioned the first time that we had soothing on the show, um, it's, uh, it's a lane that is not heavily occupied, not heavily trafficked in surprisingly. So when bands come along and do it well, I always find it uh, refreshing and fun and it's, uh, it appeals to several of my own sense abilities and taste at once so it's uh it's a concoction that uh, I'm, I'm happy to imbibe um this shit's really good i like soothing a lot um nick is the homie we're working on a, a soothing and kill surf city split we uh <clears throat> hey yo if any if any labels are listening uh yo adam from convulse i know you listen to this you, you want to put out a soothing and uh, kill surf city split seven inch holler at your boy um so, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to stoked. To, I think, I don't know if I've heard the rest of the songs off of this. I know Nick sent me kind of a batch of songs when they first started up. So I may have, um, I feel like, I'm not sure if I remember hearing that song previously or not, but, uh, all of the soothing stuff that I've heard both released and unreleased is, is of the same quality. It's all really good. So if you liked that, you can definitely pre-order the, uh, the, the lathe cut with confidence, um, it's this is just really good really good music from two dudes who know what they want to do and do it very well and have been playing in bands for a very very long time so yeah the simplicity of the black metal really stuck out on this track to me more more so than the other one mm-hmm. um like i was immediately reminded of like the song transylvanian hunger right um because there's almost nothing that fucking happens in that song sure um you know for my tastes Six minutes, six minute long song for Transylvania Hunger, I guess. Fine. I mean, it's a classic, whatever. But, you know, if you were doing it today, I'd tell you to stop at four. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this was like structurally just just as simple, right? It was basically yep. like two riffs. <laughs> yep, for sure. And uh, two minutes and 45 seconds, so. Yep. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's a formula that works very, very fucking well for me. And, uh, you know, like I said, I like Nick's songwriting in, in the many different forms it's taken over the years. So it's no surprise that I fuck with this. So yeah, if you dig this, go fucking pre-order it. It's really good. Bandofsoothing.bandcamp.com. And uh, look out for, uh, for a split between this and uh, my project Kills Your City at some point in the future. Um, all right, let's roll the dice. 
Okay. Six. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six is Frogcatcher. I was kind of interested to to land on this because it was sent to me by a member of the band with uh with no no sort of context or or like explanation at all. Um <laughs> it just this is the link to our new release as well as an MP3 file in case you do not want the link. And then well, that's it. I'll tell you what, looking at the tags at the bottom. Yeah. Um, either they don't know what the hell they want to sound like or uh, they want to sound like shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. Black metal, metalcore, punk, breakdown, brutal death metal, brutal hardcore, hardcore metal, metallic hardcore, new metal, <laughs> punk, and Michigan. Um, okay. They're from Michigan. Uh, their, their bio is merely ribbit. Um, yeah, I don't know. The the name, uh, Shen Avec Un Fondue. My French dog is not with, very good. Dog with cheese. I know. I think it's dog with a fade, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, fondue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the one that uh, I think they wanted us to listen to. So, all right, Casey King, you didn't tell me anything about your band, and I, I guess I appreciate the mystery here. So we're going to listen to uh, Shen Avec Un Fondue by Frogcatcher off of their release Premeditated Drowning.
All right, so we just heard the song Shin Avec Un Fondue by Frogcatcher off of their release, Premeditated Drowning. Um, I, I'm going to take this. Okay. So it's almost like to, to really critique this almost feels unfair um, just because it's so clear to me via every element that I've just pre- been presented with from the name to the art, to the fucking tags, everything about it. This is such a like an obvious first attempt local band mm. that that it's just like I I can barely do more than just like laud them for making the attempt to play music um and try to advise them to do it better in the future <laughs> you know what i mean like this is like this isn't some like nothing about this was good right like that like just get that out of the way this was not good um this was not uh not only was it not a fully executed vision but uh it also just the the, the vision that they were aiming for is not a place that i would like to see a band arrive anywhere luckily the new metal influence wasn't hyper present but there was a little jump the fuck up part part up in there about halfway through that made me that made me giggle to myself um but yeah I, I don't know this just clearly to me sounds like some some very young people um you know maybe in high school or fresh out of high school uh trying to play some heavy hardcore and uh missing the mark it's probably unlikely that they've played in a whole lot of bands before there are a lot of hallmarks of just sort of like amateur amateurish um you know first attempt at playing hardcore in in this um so i you know, i don't want to go too hard on it but uh, yeah, this isn't this isn't good. I don't want to discourage you guys from continuing to play music. Um, but for the love of God, please, please do not incorporate any new metal influence into your music. Um, try to play faster. Uh, try to write better songs, and uh, you know, just keep it up, and I'm sure you'll get there. But uh, yeah, this this ain't it, Frogcatcher. Yeah, I I was gonna say I really wish I knew where where they're from in Michigan because this sounds like the hottest, best, and only hardcore band from like Kalkaska, Michigan. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Or West Branch, you know what I mean? Like sure. these guys are killing it every fucking weekend in Ludington. Right. Like um, like this is this just it's fine. This just screams like young local band in the middle of fucking nowhere that's pulling yeah. influence. Everybody's got a bunch of different influences that they're bringing to the table. For sure. And the one thing they all agree on is they want to play angry heavy music and this is what they yes. fucking land on. Right, right. Um, yeah, this, this wasn't great. This is, this is the side this, this sort of, so this is the, this is the moment, like if a band like this was in Fort Wayne, I'm putting them on shows because I know their friends will come out, but I also know that they're going to get better. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was trying to convey. It's just like, you know, I, I don't think, I don't want to go too hard on this. Like, I don't think it's good, but I think that the, the potential for these guys to go on and uh, either play better music with this band or play in better bands is there. So I don't want to discourage anybody involved. Um, you know, keep it up. I, this is just, uh, this should not be your end. This should not be your end destination, but merely a, a pit stop on the journey towards it. So for real, I mean, the, the name Frog Catcher just reeks local band name. Um, yes. Yeah. It, it, that is not a name that is going to uh, take you to the the heights of hardcore stardom. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, even Code Orange had to change their fucking name, right? Right. Yes. Code Orange Kids was just too stupid for the broader populace to accept, <laughs> so even they had to change their name. Right. right. Yes. And uh, you guys will have to change your name too. Yes, for um, sure. Stick with it. This 
sucks, but you know what? I hope you guys get to play some shows when we play some shows again because uh, you'll get better at it. Yeah, for sure. That's really all I got to say about it. Let's uh, want to roll the dice. Yeah, let's do it. We're we're blazing right through them tonight. We sure are. Um, four. Okay, one, two, three, four. All right, I was uh, I was interested to land on this. So, this is the shifter. Uh, the shifters, rather. The band camp is the shifters of Melbourne. This is, as the uh, band camp name would imply, a band from Melbourne, Australia. Like I said, this was uh, this was described as having a similar vibe to some other bands from the area, like the Chats. Um, I mean, it's well documented on this show that we uh, we dick ride Australian punk. There's a lot of really, really good fucking music coming out of there. Um, so, uh, I mean, I like the artwork on this. Um, everything looks to be in place in terms of something that I would probably probably dig quite a lot. So okay, so they have an LP on Digital Regress, and it's been okay. out for a minute. And I knew that's like I was, God damn it, I'm familiar with this band from somewhere, and that's that's just that's where um, they have an LP that's you know was shipped like last spring. That's on uh, Digital Regress, and uh, yeah, they've been a, they, they they're already out there in the uh, broader spectrum. We're just uh, you know, we missed the boat on this. Right. So on. We'll see. The okay. the art the artwork totally looks like that. I mean, the artwork totally looks like something that would be on digital regress. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah. Yeah. So out. yeah, so this just came out in uh September, September eleventh. Um the name of the seven inches left bereft. So we are gonna listen to the title track off of that.
Okay, we just heard the song Left Bereft off of the seven inch of the same name by the band The Shifters. Um, I gotta say, I was I was like during the course of that song, I was just sort of kind of kind of laughing to myself quietly, just in awe of the fact that Australia continues to export um, such high quality music so regularly. Um, this is so fucking good. I loved this yeah. so much. This is one yeah. of my favorite things I've heard all fucking year. This was yeah. phenomenal. And it's it's all of a certain like it's all high quality for the most part. I mean the stuff that we hear, right? I'm sure that Australia is full of fucking bullshit, like you know, right. broadcatcher too. Um, <laughs> sure. But by the time that it makes its way over here, right on the other side of the world, what, what we get usually has been filtered out. All the bullshit's been filtered out, and what we get is the uh, the high end stuff. Right. And the high end stuff is about as as high quality as you can get. Yes. Um, you had mentioned like the chats. This is way better than the chats. Like, yeah, agreed. Yes. This is a much more realized, serious, well done project than the chats. The chats were much more juvenile and just sort of fucking around. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can tell that the people in this band are not fucking around. No. Um, no, this is fucking good. They know what they're going for. This sounds like it could have come out of like 1977. Yes. 78. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yep. It sounds like Lou Reed should have been involved in this in some way. Right. Um, yeah, this was really good. Yeah. Yeah. No, to me, this was more evocative of like, uh, it's more minimal, but similarly sort of like droning and in- incredibly nihilistic uh, take on political and social goings on. This was more evocative of something like uh, Constant Mongrel, if we're looking for like a, a contemporary um, right. You know, comparison. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like this had... This had, at least that song anyway, had like an undeniable like noir coolness to it. Yeah, for sure. Like you, you don't you don't give a shit that the world's ending. I'm just going to fucking hang out on the beach and fucking watch. Yep. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, musically, this definitely had the DNA. You mentioned 77, 78. Yeah, totally. This sounds like, um, like you know, the early crisis material, which is mm, yeah. some, of my, some of my favorite music ever put to tape. This is totally evoking that stuff. And uh, honestly, like the, the political nihilism that is embodied in the lyrics of this song, uh, c- connected with me in a way that few, few lyrics, um, do these days. I, I really felt that the left bereft and the right's just frightening. Yeah. It's like, yeah, wow. Damn. Yeah. I really fucking feel this. Um, yep. tired of jihad, tired of the USA. Um, um, yeah, I'm all about everything about this. So am I. I'm tired of the fucking planet Earth. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just sick of it. Let it go, right? Yeah. Let it go. Um, in my lifetime, nothing good has ever happened. Nothing, right? <laughs> yeah. Things only get worse. And the population has increased by like, you know, 35%. Mm-hmm right in the time that I've been on the planet and, and like no measures have been taken whatsoever to make anything better. Nope. Right, so fuck it. Listen to the shifters, hit the fucking button. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I That's... really wish this, I God, I wish this was a longer release. I want to own this, but man, I do I not want to own this for how much I would have to pay for it. I know I was just, cause I just went to see, if maybe few, but future folklore, I was like hoping that that was maybe a U.S. distributor, but they are based out of France. No, yeah, and and like it's ten dollars U.S. just for the record. The shipping yeah. is going to be you're paying twenty bucks for a seven inch. Yep, and um, I don't know, man. I can get like, you know, 
a classic black metal seven inch for less than that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I was looking, I was looking for a place to order this while the song was going. Uh, cause I, I've really, really fucking want to own this. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna look around and see if I can't find a U.S. distributor that I can, uh, that I can purchase this from because I, yeah. I, I really want it. it this yeah. is really fucking good, man. I, I, I broke down and bought one of the satanic toga LPs. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, dude, that fucking song, we're done talking about the shifters, the shifters fucking roll. Um, yeah. If you want to pay 20 bucks for two songs, do it. I, I recommend it. I just am not. Yeah. Um, hopefully we can find it on a local distro, um, and, or, or at least a domestic distro. And hopefully they have more than one seven inch that I want to buy from them. Indeed. Um, but, uh, I, I, I bit the bullet and I purchased one of those satanic tokens LPs because I saw that there was only like two left and mm-hmm. like, fuck, you know, it's never going to hit like a, I don't think it's ever going to hit a domestic distro. Um, and like, I guess some, it went to goodbye boozy, which is out of Italy. So either way you're paying fucking shipping. Right. Right. Um, and I, dude, the fucking shipping was 1.78. I did, I did the math. It was like 1.78 times the actual cost of the record. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and, uh, but fuck, I've had that opening song chain reaction stuck in my head for like six weeks now. So yeah, I think that Um, warrants, that warrants an order. Yeah. So, you know, I bought it, but, uh, I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure once you have it in hand and you can throw it on the turntable, it will, it will relieve a little bit of that buyer's remorse. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this is really good. Um, not, 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 they do it better than anybody else. This, this like laconic, this laconic, cool, smarmy nihilism, nobody does it better than people in cool bands in Australia. Straight up. Yeah. That's uh, I think that's all we can say about it. The shifters fucking rule. This is uh, easily one of the best songs I've heard of the in the entire year, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing the B side, which I expect is also going to be really fucking good. So yeah, let's uh, let's roll the dice and keep it moving. All right, six. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six is a return from last week or the week before. This was sent in by an Australian homie, Niall. Shackles, the band camp is shacklesnoise.bandcamp.com. The release is Hatred's Reservoir. Um, I think this is a, yeah, this is a pre-order. It comes out on November 6th. So they just have the uh, first single available, which happens to be the first song on the record and is also the title track. So we're going to listen to the song Hatred's Reservoir off of the release of the same name by the band Shackles from Byron Bay, Australia.
Okay, we just heard the song Hatred's Reservoir off of the release of the same name by the band Shackles from Byron Bay, Australia. Nate, what'd you think of that? I like that. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. You know that's exactly what I like when I want to hear like heavy, short, fast, grinding sort of stuff that straddles a line. This definitely wasn't like pure grind, but it was pretty damn close. Yeah. Um, it had that, it had good riffs. It had, uh, I like the production of it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this straddles a line perfectly between like hardcore grind and a little bit, a little bit of PV, mostly just in like that bass breakdown part. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I really like this. Austria, again, Australia has a good history of grind. I mean, you've got Warsaw and the kill and uh, Captain Cleanoff and mm-hmm. just, I mean, they have a good history of fucking shit like this as well. Um, so people know what they're doing in that country. And I guess it's to be expected because maybe it's surprising because you think it's just a country, a, 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 a drooling apes, but um, <laughs> you know, it's not right. It's not. Yeah. Um, these are sophisticated people too. They have uh, the internet and they have access to resources that allow them to produce um, music on uh, electric instruments. <laughs> Indeed, they do. Um, yeah, I mean, take your take your pick of uh, metallic edged grind bands from the last twenty five years, and uh, this is definitely landing pretty close to them in terms of influence and quality. You know, be it uh, Napalm Death or Pig Destroyer, or even shit like Rotten Sound or Nails, or some of the more metallic yeah. worm rot stuff or whatever. Yep. Um, yeah, this is great. This is right up there with that stuff. This is uh, this is quality metallic grind. The uh, description says somewhere situated somewhere in the triad of power violence grind and death metal pretty accurate um the tones were all dialed in the production was good it was big it was blown out it was short and to the point as you mentioned the riffs were good um the bass break was catchy this was this was good i don't have a whole lot to say about it when this genre is executed well it is uh, pretty much always pleasing to my ears and there's not a whole lot of pontification i can do about it it's just short sweet to the point metallic grind and it's good music. right right i mean it doesn't it doesn't stick out it doesn't stick out as uh, individually as something like the Shifters does, or you know some of those other bands we just mentioned. We talk about the Shifters, you know, like Constant Mongrel, but that's because there's a lot of uniformity between these bands. We said before, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. It's just like when we listened to Endorphins Lost last yep. week. Yep. Best band I've heard in a long time. Can't tell you what they sound like. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The the playing the playing and the quality and everything is dialed in. It's all there. You know. There's nothing bad to be said about this if you like this style of music. But yeah, it's it's uh it does become a little sonically ubiquitous, and that's just part and parcel for the genre they're playing. Yeah. Um, artwork too you know like the artwork is good but again like i couldn't i couldn't discern that from the next you know metallic you know you could easily instead of shackles hatred reservoir make this a split between endless blockade and hatred surge yeah yeah 100 percent. right yes um but yeah but that said i mean it's it's really fucking good yeah it was it was quality thanks to nile for sending that over um you know just once again demonstrating you know two two australian bands in a row that uh that banged um you guys are you guys are doing it right there's something in the water down there i guess um all right let's uh let's roll the dice let's get through another one we've already gotten through five but we're only like an hour into the show so yeah uh three Okay, three three is one that I expressed uh, uh, you know some slight reservations about. Uh, third face. The band is thirdface.bandcamp.com. The oh, song yeah. the song is grasping at the root. 
Um, yeah, I, and it's not, they weren't strong reservations. It was just like, it just doesn't look cool. You know what I'm saying? That's all. It just, it's not like it looks bad. It just doesn't look like, oh, wow, this is cool. I really want to hear this. If I saw this in a record store, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it based on the strength of the presentation. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'd be interested. I mean, the, 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 I will say that the typeface for the font sucks. Yes. Um, you know, that sucks, but I do. I do like the pictures of the band members. They look like nice folks. See, here's the thing: if I saw the shifters, I'd be like, "I'm not talking to those guys. Those guys are <laughs> way too fucking cool for me." Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Like these guys. Uh-huh. I'd fucking walk right up and talk to them. These right? look like some folks you would shoot the shit with at the house show after the bands are done playing. Right. These guys don't look like they'd tell you to piss off and call you a cunt and flick <laughs> a cigarette in your face. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um. They look like they, they'd be down for You'd have to eat a vegan meal with them, but that's okay because it's done well. Right? I got <laughs> right. no problem with that. Yeah, okay. Like so <laughs> see, we'll see if their music is uh, is just as endearing. All right, cool. So we're going to listen to the song Grasping at the Root by the band Third Face from Nashville, Tennessee. We just heard the song Grasping at the Root by the band Third Face. Um, okay. So hmm, this was this was like genuinely weird music. Um this was strange. This was this was uh it was just really weird. I'm having trouble processing everything that I heard. It was uh it was pretty good. I'll 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 just say that. I thought this was pretty good. It's it it was doing a lot of different things. Uh it was like it was like you had at the end, they kind of faked me out. I thought they were going to kind of go into like a heavy breakdown and they kind of did, but 
like the bass and the drums were kind of chugging along, thudding away, but the guitar was doing some like weird lead stuff. Yeah. And the tones, like the guitar tone was like not necessarily what you would expect. Um, there was like, there was a lot going on. The drummer was really good. Um, there were a lot of like tempo shifts in here, some weird time signatures in there. I mean, if, if, if anything, uh, you know, if I can say nothing else, this was definitely like a unique take on uh, contemporary hardcore. This was pulling from a lot of different places. I mean, there were like some obvious kind of like blown out D, D beat influence in there, here and there. Um, but then, like I said, then it transitioned into like weird leads and sort of like strange chugging rhythmic elements. Um, the vocals were really good, like frantic, blown out, um, sounded great. Production was good. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. This is hard for me to like, it's hard for me to quant, uh, or f- for me to like quantify what I just heard. <laughs> what, what did you feel? How'd you feel about this? Well, that's why I asked you to go first because I was trying to put some, put, thought to it um the long so i like this like a lot up front there was Mm -hmm. there there was actually like a really i don't like upbeat sort of uh i would say almost like um i just sort of an upbeat bouncy delivery to it up front yeah especially with the vocals um and then it started to like slow down and bog down and get a little a little heavier you know or at least try to but it never really got heavy mm-hmm. because the guitar was yeah like you said the guitar tone was a little well both the bass and the guitar tone didn't really match what you would normally expect when a band is trying to slow down and do breakdowns yeah and like the guitar the guitar was like with those little leads it was like a night in the haunted castle <laughs> right yeah yeah yeah, for sure right like look out the vampire skeleton descends you know <laughs> and 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 so there which the more i thought about it and digested the more i liked right um i wouldn't say that this is like for me like if they had like a you know a physical thing to buy this is definitely not an online purchase right um but this is definitely something that if i saw them live I probably would have a different take on, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Where I'd be like, yeah. okay, cool. This is this is a little more dope, and I would definitely buy like a demo or something live if I saw them. And I would like to see this band live. Um, yeah. It's kind of what I expected, I guess, thematically. Like, just looking at the folks, it looks like they give a shit about stuff. Right. And they kind of wear their hearts on their sleeves, mm-hmm. um, which I never have too much of a problem. I, I never have a problem with unless it gets like, you know, come on. Right, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Um, I I remember one time a band playing a house, and I'm not going to say the name of the band, Uh but the teacher was, I mean, the the, the vocalist was a teacher. Mm -hmm. And this person went on and on about how they're changing the world and molding the future as a teacher. (laughs) And like how, you know, they are, you know, you know, how, how grand their endeavor was. And I have no doubt that this person honestly felt that way. And I commend teachers that are teaching little children, unless you're teaching them to be shitty, right? Yeah. Unless you're like a shitty teacher and you're making shitty kids. Mm-hmm. Um, or like you're a weirdo fucking, you know, Christian fascist at some Jesus camp teaching your kid to be God's soldiers, right? Yeah. Um, then you should teach your kids that the correct way to shoot a pistol is to point it at their fucking face and pull the trigger, right? Indeed. Um, like... You know, I mean, maybe not when they're real young, but at some point, like, it's, <laughs> you know, you, you can't help them. Right. Yeah. 
at some point you can't help them. Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. like I, I support and I laud, you know, teachers. I sure as hell wouldn't want to do it. I took a stab at it with young, younger kids, well, younger folks, and uh, realized that uh, I hated it nearly as much as I hated being in school when I was a younger folk. Yeah. Um, but it, regardless, this person was going on and on and on about like literally between every song about like teaching and stuff. And at some point you're like, shut the fuck up. Yes. Indeed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So to get back to these guys, like I don't think they're going to go on a fucking rant about how great they are and like how, how like noble their endeavors and their pursuits are, but you can tell they give a shit about stuff, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Um, and you, it, 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 it sort of like, I, so I expected, I expected a certain amount of like, I guess, I, I guess I, I expected a certain like on the nose aspect to like the lyrical delivery and stuff and the lyrics. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Um, but yeah, musically like this just never like locked into a groove for me, which isn't to say that I didn't like it. It's just to say that uh, I'm not sure if I like it or not. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I would, I would want to see this band live because if their if their musical ability is, uh, you know, to the level that this song would suggest and they can pull it off live. I bet this would be probably a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, you know, and, the, and you know, there are, there are plenty of bands that don't necessarily do it for me on record, but they put on a great live show and I enjoy going to see them for sure. Um, I mean, you know, hosting and playing and just attending many, many house and DIY shows over the years, there have been plenty of bands whose records I've ended up with on the strength of their live shows that I don't really revisit the recorded material, but have fond memories of watching them, you know? Yeah. Uh, so this band could very well fall into that category for me because I, I didn't dislike anything about what I heard. It didn't really catch me, uh, but yeah, to me, it seemed like something that would maybe translate to a more interesting live experience than it did a recorded one. Yeah, and and I like I hope that you know what we sort of noted about the guitar and and like the overall tone and everything like that. I hope that that's not error. I hope that's intentional. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if they lean heavily into the fucking like weirdo haunted opera sort of fucking leads and and um you know, juxtapose that with like hardcore more. I think that that's, that's cool. If it's accident, then, you know, cool. Stick with it. Right. Like, like make that a thing. Don't sure. make that an accident. Yeah. 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 Also, yo, you, your, your icon at the top is pretty dope, mm-hmm. but the font for your like name, the third face and then grasping at the root, that is not, yeah. No, it's not good. Get get rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. If I'd seen some better art with this that was more reflective of what I was about to hear, uh, you know, it goes a long way. Yeah. Um, So I got a proposition for you here. Okay. We got to play D&D in like an hour. Um, I still got to get a fucking burger or something in my tummy, so so I'm not a grumpy little paladin when we play. Um, oh, you're going to be dead very quickly. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> That's very likely, yes. Um, so I'm going to propose that since we're, we're at, you know, an hour and 15 minutes or so right now, uh, we forego doing voice messages this episode, and instead we just make it a music-heavy episode. We roll the dice one more time, see what we get, and then call it a night. Okay, I'm into that. I'm telling you what, I was thinking about the voice messages, and... I I don't think that you and I have made a more controversial statement in the history of this show than when we took a stance on ACDC. Yeah. I got texts about it 
over the week. Oh yeah, that's right. Adam texted us. Yes. And you know, we had like what, like two messages about it last week. I was like, God, I hope they don't fucking bring up ACDC again. I mean, Mark, Mark Palm fucking handwritten note about AC, our opinion on ACDC. Yeah. Like, Hey, I didn't know so many people like the fucking swing from the nutsack of, you know, fucking the young brothers. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. And like, why is everybody like jumping to the fucking defense of ACDC? We said it's fine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I didn't even but say like, anything bad about it. It's like I told Adam, I'm like, going on and like caping up for ACDC is like saying, you know, like, but yeah, dude, did you hear the fucking long run by the Eagles in 1979? <laughs> That's a fucking sick album. Bat- track after track, every fucking track's a banger. Like, it's absurd. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like it's not fucking worth it. <laughs> no, it's really not, dude. They're fine records, but I never need to hear them ever again. Yes. So uh, yeah, let's forgo that. And if there are any messages on ACDC, next time we just delete them. Yeah, we'll screen them ahead of time. Right. The final I've, word is in. Who gives a shit about ACDC? I've actually been thinking about whether or not we should start screening the messages in general, honestly, and make a more and make it the message section a more concise and focused a, a segment of the show where we don't have people just calling in to try like one of their bits from their new fucking type five like comedy stand up that they're practicing. Well, I mean, it is our show, our rules, but at the same time, I I do appreciate Lee. Um, the, the the egalitarian sort of like nature of it where yeah. you know we can folks can participate and interact with us in some way because uh you sure as shit ain't gonna ever interact with me in any actual real <laughs> important way yeah i suppose so um i guess we could discuss it more off air but uh yeah let's uh let's roll the dice one more time and see if we get anything else cool okay one all right, cool. This is uh, this this promises to probably be pretty cool. Uh, this is Gen Pop. So as we uh, as we mentioned at the uh, the top of the episode, this is something that is vaguely familiar to both of us that I'm pretty sure that I have heard before. It looks like something I might dig. Um, you know, maybe upon hearing this, I will recall listening to the previous thing that they put out in uh, May of 2018. This came out in uh, October of 2020, the most recent uh, recent release, which is a 12 inch LP. Um, this is a band from Olympia. I'm trying to let me let me see what's uh, what's going on with it. This is their first full length. Okay, cool. Um, let's see what they got. They got the first song queued up to play. Looks pretty representative of the uh, runtime for the rest of the songs on there. So we'll sure. uh, trust their intuition. So we're gonna listen to the song "Bell Book Candle" by the band Gen Pop off of their release PPM sixty six.
Okay, we just heard the song Bell Book Candle by Gen Pop off of their LP PPM 66. Gotta say, that's a that's a really fucking strong way to end the episode. Um, that's another huge fucking winner tonight. We had two things that I think are probably going to eke their way into uh, being on my favorites of the year list here. Yeah, um, I, I picked that up. I mean, speaking of Australia, right, this sounds like it could have been from Australia. Yes, totally. It had a very similar, you mentioned the laconic energy of the shifters. This was uh, very much in the same vein on that front. Um, and I think pulling from the same well sonically, whereas may- I thought maybe the shifters were evocative of something like Crisis, this uh, called to mind some of the more avant-garde bands of the same general scene and era, like Swell Maps or the television personalities or something like that. This was this is about, about as in my lane as... Uh, as music can be this is this is really fucking good man this is uh this is an all-around winner i cannot wait to listen to the rest of this lp yeah this was really good i i just went ahead and purchased it um yeah because i don't have to pay that fucking giant shipping yep. on it um yeah i really like this a lot this was perfect music to just sort of like kick back and enjoy a rainy saturday afternoon with yes for sure right mm-hmm. just sit down do whatever it is you're going to do, put this on and uh, just let this sort of uh, take over, take over half of your brain. Right. Yes. Yeah. I'm reading the, uh, the description here for the, the writer for the band. Mm-hmm. It says it's not highbrow or lowbrow, but unibrow. Don't bother making musical comparisons. So cool. Yeah. Speak instead of the, in terms of mood, which for lack of a better term may be described as tense. Um, yeah, I guess I could say also, um, at least from that song, uh, lazily irritated. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though I couldn't discern all the lyrics, but they felt sort of like a they had a very uh, distinctly rambling stream of consciousness vibe to them, which I'm always about. Yeah, yeah, and and I realized why I never listened to so. I was looking at the, because I have Gen Pop too, but I've never actually listened to the seven inch, I realized. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because I had a big hole. Um, ah. And when I got it, I couldn't find any 45 adapters. So I'm going to have to go dig that seven inch up and uh, take a listen to it because I know it's in like the recent bin of unsorted yeah. records. So it's somewhere t- towards the top and check it out because I've got a 45 adapter now. Uh, the big hole, say, if, you don't, if you don't need one, I got one for you. The big hole thing too, get rid of it. Yeah, for sure. It's a holdout from jukeboxes, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, no one's playing a 45, no one's playing a 45 speed record enough to like wear out the small hole. Right. Yes. Right. There's yeah. no reason for it. It's just a gimmick. Get rid of it. For sure. Um, but yeah, man, that was, that was great. That was, I, I can't, I can't say enough good things about that. I'm, I'm so stoked to listen to the rest of that fucking record. God damn. And it just came out two days ago too. Yeah. So yeah, we're so. we're on the we're on the bleeding edge with uh with cool new music. As always on the bleeding edge with cool new music, right? Yeah, for sure. We're the purveyors of many a cool record. Yeah, for sure. 
uh, check out, uh, check out cool bands like, um, <laughs> like, uh, frog catchers or whatever <laughs> name that band was. Right? Yeah, for sure. Right? <laughs> Nothing but the coolest on our show. Hey, head on up to Dowagiac, Michigan and check out frog catchers at Skip's <laughs> pub and grill next Saturday night. Yeah. I don't mean to bag on them, but I'm just much more familiar with the geography of Michigan than I am, say, some other place where shitty bands are from. Sure. Yeah. So uh, shout out to uh, to Elliot Miller for sending this in. You uh, you dialed into our taste, evidently, because uh, we we very much fucked with this. This was great. Um, also, looking at the group text, um, Tony says that he's not even halfway done grading papers. Uh, so I don't know if we're going to be able to play D and D tonight or not. Okay. Let's do those messages and fire <laughs> them up. <laughs> yeah. You want to, you want to tackle this? Let's just do make... it. Fuck it. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I guess that'll give me plenty of time to get a burg afterwards. So yeah. sorry to anybody who just heard this and thought, Oh good. They're skipping the messages this week. Well, Think again, bitch. We're going to do them. Sorry um, to anybody for us to name drop people you don't know and talk about what we're doing outside the podcast because, like, no one gives a shit anyway. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, the good thing about it is you can just turn it off if you don't like the message section. That's right. It's at the end. But for now, fire it up. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Let's tackle them. All right. I know my last message was three minutes, so I'll keep this one short. I got, like, two things. Well, three. One, fuck you, Nate. Fuck you, Greg. Two, uh... In the realm of Moshcore, curious, who do you think a progenitor is? And I'm going to say it's not on Broken Wings, it's Converge. Also, serious one, I want your your true opinions to it. Can a politician be a punk or can a punk be a politician? I could go on in essays about it and forever, but I'm curious what you guys think. Peace, be well, be healthy. Okay. All right, so a much more measured tone from AJ this week. I very much appreciate that. Well, I can only imagine because it's not a three-minute long rant, right? It's 37 seconds long, very concise. And like there's, said, a lot of, there's a lot of info in that 37 seconds, right? There, There is. Clearly, you know how to consolidate information into a concise format, so let's just keep that up in the future. Um, okay, so, so you're asking about who the progenitors of Moshcore are. I think... The, the only way I really want to address that is that Moshcore is such a hyper-specific non-genre that it's not even really worth addressing. It's like a sub-genre of a sub-genre. You're just describing like, it's like the same thing as utilizing the term like mosh metal or something. You're just, you're describing like a particularly breakdown heavy form of metalcore that is played by a handful of bands that is mostly highly regional. Um I mean, yeah, I guess if you want to talk about bands that were early on the tip of doing the metalcore thing uh, that, that that were playing like incredibly heavy metallic breakdowns, Converge was early on that tip for sure. I was listening to some early Converge um, earlier today, actually. And yeah, I think that's probably a fair assessment. But I also think to humor the term moshcore as if it were like an actual genre or subgenre is absurd and not really worth discussing. Okay. I don't have any thoughts on it. The question wasn't even posed to me because they know better. Right. Indeed. <laughs> um, and then, uh, can a punk be a politician or can a politician be a punk? Um, I think once you've transitioned into becoming a politician, you've officially, you've officially given, given up your card. Um, I, you know, I think, I think to be a politician of any stripe, even a local level politician, it requires a, a degree of like hubris and, and self-deluded, um, or diluted self-belief, um, in your own ideology and your own, 
uh, ability to govern on behalf of others that I think is like innately unpunk. Um, I, I don't think that mentally well people aspire to positions of power in any regard because I don't think anybody with a functioning brain wants to tell anybody else what to do or legislate or like, I, I just don't think that's a thing that healthy minded people do. I think it requires a narcissism that most people don't relate to. I don't think, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with that um, because people fucking need to be told what to do, right? You can't, you can't turn it over to the fucking rabble. My fucking God, right? <laughs> you just can't. We, we, if, if the past, if my life has told me anything, it is that you cannot trust people to make their own informed decisions, right? At I don't least, disagree with that. At, at least most people. And sure. I do not want to be held at the whim of people who cannot make their own fucking responsible decisions, right? Sure. Um, I think somebody, one of our, one person in our friend group said that, um, you know, I am the last person that should ever fucking have like the infinity glove. Right. Right. Yes. Um, because I, I just don't trust people to make decisions and I don't trust people to make, especially decisions that affect me. Right. right. And so yeah. there always has to be somebody calling the shots. And I would much rather the person calling the shots be like at least somebody of, uh, esteemable intellect and judgment. Sure. Um, I don't think a punk can be a politician and vice versa because it requires a certain level of, I guess, reserved, uh, I, I guess, I guess a, a reservedness of character that is inherently false. Sure. For, for a lot of people. Um, you know, I mean, you just can't, especially now. Mm -hmm. Fuck. If you made one like off color joke 15 fucking years ago, you're going to get drugged for it no matter how serious you're trying to take things now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't think you can. I don't think feasibly one can. Right. And I also think that if somebody says, well, yeah, but I'm a punk and a politician, then you're fucking false. Sure. Yeah. I agree with that. You're and and false, right. It, it's, 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 it's not too, it's the same flavor as like, you know, somebody like Paul Ryan, uh, the, the loathsome Paul Ryan, um, <laughs> talking about how like rage against the machine is his favorite band right right yeah it's 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 a it's a hello fellow children sort of thing or yeah. like kamala harris like why would you ask kamala like, you're, you're not supposed to relate to her at a personal level she is a human being but that's not why you would want to fucking vote for somebody is because you think that like oh i can sit down and have a beer with him and we can listen to snoop yeah. like i saw some interviewer ask her about you know, so, so rap that's her favorite. And so he mentioned Snoop. She's like, oh, Snoop for sure. You know, Wu-Tang right. for sure. I don't give a shit what fucking music Kamala Harris listens to. Right. Yes. Right? Yeah. I, and nobody should. No. Nobody fucking should. Well, and so I don't think punks can be politicians and vice versa because it's two separate tracks that are not necessarily, they're not relevant to one another. And one of them requires a level of, um, I guess, personal abasement. <laughs> I'll let you decide which. One requires like a level of personal, like, uh, you know, debasement that, um, you know, real people just can't do. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I, just to be clear, like, I don't disagree with you in terms of like, no, I don't trust the the common rabble to decide their own fate, let alone let alone mine. 
Um, that said, I just I don't think those two things are mutually exclu- exclusive. I mean, that's why I'm a complete and utter political nihilist. I don't I don't trust the people, but I also don't trust the process. Right? I I distrust the people in power just as much as I uh, distrust my neighbor to make good decisions. I I don't think anybody's motives are pure or well intentioned uh, or would measure up to the standards that I would place on anybody I would uh, want to see in a leadership position. So. Um, so yeah, I don't disagree with you on that front. I just think they're all fucked for very different reasons. Yeah, but I don't think political nihilism is like a real thing. Um, because if that were the case, then you could never complain about anything. Um, like it's just to me, that's to me, that's an excuse. Um, to say that there's literally no gradient, no continuum of you know, palatability between people making decisions and that one is the same as the other because they're all fuck ups. That's, that is disingenuous. Um, that, that is patently false and disingenuous. And, you know, like it's, 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 it's as unreasonable as saying anarchy. Well, what does that even fucking mean? Right. What are you going to fucking do? What skills do you have? Who's going to pick up the shit that fills up this fucking planet when, when there are literally are no rules of comport, right? And no like overseeing centralized power. Who's going to take care of it? There's just too many fucking people. And sure. trust me, no one wants to live in those circumstances. As much as you think you do, you fucking don't. And so to say like a p- political nihilism, that's just a cop out because eh. it's, it's clearly, it's clearly, it, it is clearly fucking patently patently obvious that you have to exist in a certain framework right Right. it's 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 forced upon you it is forced upon you whether you like it or not is a different thing Mm -hmm. but it is forced upon you who do you want making the decisions at the top of that framework right do you want to do do you want do you want uh you know i guess psychopaths that do not acknowledge the human rights of everybody that do not acknowledge the the um, dwindling resources of the planet and like the responsibility that people have to like maintaining the inhabitability of the planet the only place in the universe that we can exist right Mm -hmm. and only prioritize immediate short short short-term quarterly gains over any consideration for what is going to happen in the future or do you want at least somebody who seems to be intelligent and at the very least pays lip service to these things? And in doing so, because of their own cynical reasons, whether they want to forward their career, continue to make money, if they're going to pay lip service to it, they're held a little bit to some sort of standard to kind of do something about it, right? Those two things are not the same. And it is disingenuous to say that they are. Sure. I think that I think we have a fundamental disagreement on this because I think that Paying lip service to that kind of stuff is the way that you arrive at intersectional fascism where you have like a black trans president who is still 100% in the pockets of the exact same corporations who are bound to determine to propel us on the path of uh, complete and utter annihilation. But that's a much longer conversation. But you have a black trans president that at least is held to some sort of standard by some, you know, some some larger body, the voter populace or the economic populace or something like that, sure. you know, economics to at least deliver on some of the things. Whereas right. if you have somebody that basically just says, fuck all, put them in fucking cages, you know, give these fucking women hysterectomies because they're breeding anyway and they're fucking trying to bring their kids over here. You know, right. like, like, you know, I don't uh, know about sure. you, but they ain't the same fucking thing. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I'll cop to the fact that I think one uh, creates 
a clear a clear superior quality of day-to-day life for the average person and there's an argument to be made that that alone should merit uh, a vote for one side over the other for sure i guess my larger philosophical question is does that lead us to a better end result on a long timeline and i'm not sure if the answer is yes so um like i said that's a that's a much heavier and longer philosophical discussion than we have the time for I, I, I think i think it depends on the timeline and we only got four messages fucking um <laughs> it depends on the timeline and not only that but like unless you are willing to take up the mantle right if you don't trust anybody else mm-hmm. to set the framework and the rules and the boundary in which we're supposed to live yeah because you can't exist outside of it if you do your life fucking sucks sure. right I mean, very few people actually want to live utterly on the outside, right? Very few people want to be a fucking Ted Kaczynski, right? right. Yeah. Um, so if you like the things you have and you like the things that modern society, you know, gives you, the, the, the enjoyable things that they give you, you know, you like watching the boys on Amazon, mm-hmm. Um and you don't feel like taking up the mantle of leadership because you feel that, well, I make pretty good decisions and I'm a good person, then you have to place your trust in somebody else. You have no, you have no choice. I don't know that you have to place your trust in it, but you all, you, you have um, to, maybe not total trust, but like you have to at least place some measure of trust in that there is somebody else out there who is willing to do it and they fair. deserve your attention. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, we we could we could discuss that on uh, we we could have a much longer and deeper discussion about it than this show f- would facilitate. But you make some fair points for sure. I think we have some fundamental disagreements on it, but we arrive probably at a similar place on a, in a longer discussion. Yeah, I'm just hoping that the fucking pl- the the fucking asteroid hits while I can witness it. I don't <laughs> I don't want. I'm, I I said before I don't want I don't want an inscrutable virus. Right? I want yeah. something magnificent. Yeah, for sure. That's preferable. <laughs> it's preferable to a slow dec- decay. You know, to quote to quote Neil, it's better to burn out than to fade away. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's do these uh, next two messages real quick. All right. What's the worst fucking trend on this show? Arguing about bread bowls, arguing about Akadaka, or <clears throat> Nate basically uh, hating everything. Actually, no. Nate hating everything is one of the few good things about the show. Okay, so we were just talking about this. The worst trend, the worst recent trend of the show is fucking ACDC. Thanks, Niall. Yeah. Um, the, that's the we've never said anything apparently more controversial. I could I could make a statement like um, Alexandra Ocasio Cortez is enacting a Jewish conspiracy to you know turn us all into black Kenyan Muslims. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. And nobody bats a fucking eye. Right. right? But I say, oh yeah, ACDC is pretty cool, but who gives a shit? And you know, <laughs> fuck you, right? Yeah. The bread bowl thing was dope because bread bowls are dope. Yes, for sure. Right? Yeah. So you know, I I yo know, I like the assertion here that hating on everything is one of the few good things about the show. Um, as if there is like a fucking plethora of different concepts thrown at you in every episode of the show. The show is about one fucking thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's there's not that much to like or dislike. You're either kind of riding with us on this, on this, or you're, or you're not, you know? Right, right, right. And, And, um, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely, um, you know, sort of like on, on a rail of, of sorts, right? 
Right. Yeah. And we yeah, just kind of look out the window and laugh and say that shit sucks, you know, as we, <laughs> as we, as we ride the fucking snow piercer around and around and around <laughs> this fucking hell planet. Right. Yeah. We look out, we see a town that looks shitty. Go, oh, I don't want to fucking stop there. Or you see one that looks pretty cool and go, hey, that looks like a nice place. I'd right. like to stop in there, see what that's all about. Right. That's, right, right. that's basically it. Yeah. It's, it's very much on rails. Uh, I mean, we, we don't we don't venture outside the constraints of the format too often. So I don't know if you don't, if you, if you hate everything else about the show, I don't think there's, there's not, there's clearly not that much here for you, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right, let's listen to the next one. Okay. This is from Tony Hawk. Yeah. Uh, hi, my full legal name is Tony Hawk. I live at your mother's house. I just wanted to call to discuss an issue. I noticed uh, I've seen this guy around. Just, just imagine for a moment being vegan, straight edge, a white man, a clothes peddling hipster, and having convicted tattooed on your skin. Sounds like you convicted yourself of being a bitch. <laughs> 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 oh my god dude that was that was maybe the best call we've ever gotten yeah that was really good yeah. <laughs> that was really fucking good <laughs> so just not not that this will help me make my case anymore so it'll probably condemn me even further but it's a two-part tattoo the one hand says forever the other the other hand says convicted which is uh it's a hate breed reference so that's sure i'm not winning i'm sure that's not winning me any points but just to clarify, the entirety of the tattoo is indeed a hate breed reference. So there you go. Um, as far as being a vegan, straight edge, white, clothes peddling hipster, hey, I guess if the shoe fits, uh, I'll sell you the shoe for two hundred bucks. There you go. Um, <laughs> that was a that was a really fucking good call. That was expertly expertly executed, and definitely the uh, I'd like to see more of that energy on the uh, on the hotline. That's what that's what this was made for. So yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, let's tackle this last one. I'm back. Guess who it fucking is, motherfuckers? Applebee's. And I'm fucking pissed the fuck off. I heard the episode last week where that bitch ass TGI Fridays is trying to speak ill of my good fucking name. Well, I got something to fucking say. There's two kinds of people in this world. People who eat at TGI Fridays and people who are fucking bitches. Applebee's diarrhea balls forever! See, uh, it's why Applebee's beats TGI Fridays because nobody, nobody comes with the sheer fucking aggression that Applebee's comes with. That's right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're not, you're just not stepping to that, man. The commitment no. to that bit is stronger than TGI Fridays managed to muster up. So, I mean, I got to give it to Applebee's once again. Applebee's has just foregone any pretense that they're not just a bunch of fucking assholes serving you literal diarrhea food. That's right. Um, you know, like they cut out the digestive process. Instead of you having to eat their food and turn it into diarrhea, they just feed it to you as diarrhea. <laughs> right, exactly. No, and, uh, no pretense. They're not even. They're not even trying to act like that's not what they're doing anymore. And that's right. It's a honestly kind of makes me want to go to Applebee's. It's it's a winning ad campaign. 
Um, all right. Well, that's all our calls this this uh, this week, which I'm actually quite thankful for. The, the calls were all pretty solid. They were all concise to the point. Um, definitely the best the best burn I've had thrown at me probably all year. That was really fucking good. Made my night. Um, so yeah, I think I think we can wrap it up there. We'll just do the uh, normal end of show stuff. If you want to call and leave us a message, you know. Try and try and come with the en- energy of whoever called me a clothes peddling hipster and convicted myself of being a bitch. I would like to hear more stuff like that for sure. Um, you can call us at 260-222-8341. Just, uh, you know, keep it a minute and a half or under. Keep it concise. Think about what you want to say beforehand. If you want to send some music to the show, you can do so at demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old. And uh, then last, if you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. I just got a new weekly playlist episode or a new weekly playlist uploaded uh, earlier today. So you can go check that out. It's free even for non-Patreon subscribers. Um, And then we got uh, some ideas for the Patreon coming up that we're hopefully going to be able to execute here soon. Uh, Also, t-shirts are in. I've actually, I forgot to tell you that, Nay. I got t-shirts in two days ago. They look phenomenal. Um, So I'm going to get those out. Yeah, so I'm going to order some packages and I got to order some seven inch mailers and stuff because we got some other treats going out with the t shirts uh, for Patreon subscribers. So, uh, yeah, if you ordered a t shirt, thanks again. And they will be getting out to you within the next week or so. Uh, beyond that, if you like the show, rate and review on iTunes, uh, whatever your chosen podcatcher is, you know, tell your homies, keep tuning in. And uh, if you don't have anything else to add, Nate, we can wrap it up. Nope, I'm good. All right, peace. <laughs>